Welcome to episode number 61 of the Grassroots Guy podcast with your host, Harry Purdy. Today, uh, no guest, just yours truly. And I have been wanting to release this podcast with just myself for absolutely ages, but just trying to pluck up the courage to get something like this released. Um, Today, I'm going to speak to you about my own journey um, and discoveries and all those sorts of things with regards to my own mental health. And I don't really like using the terminology, my own mental health, really, because um, I would say probably for the last two years, I've been on a huge, huge, huge journey of finding out what it is that I want, accepting a few things about me, um, and yeah, going from there, really. But I want to... I want to go back to the start of my experiences with things like anxiety um, or like feeling low, for example. Um, And that was basically stemmed from, I remember like years ago when I was working at Kuhn and Nagel, I went to a, um, I went to a seminar with uh, Unite the Union in Brighton and I met a guy there called in fact I won't say his name on the podcast but he was like you imagine confidence on a scale that you would ever know uh, or never know um, in the realms of like his personality and basically about I don't know let's say a few months after I got back from this uh, this thing in Brighton he put a post on social media basically saying that he wanted to thank his family for like his the support with the issues that he'd been suffering in regards to his mental health like depression and anxiety and it just like scared me basically i was like jesus christ like how can this guy with all of the confidence in the world um have these issues and i think it just was a reality check for me but also it scared me um and i guess i was just in comparison to him i was like i'm a confident guy i've got quite a few things like going for me I've not really got any issues in my life um and I basically I just didn't want it to happen to me and I think that's where the fear starts of course there's support groups of course there's like support charities and all that sort of stuff but I think there's a massive fear about the word anxiety and being anxious at the moment that I mean don't get me wrong it's not the nicest thing in the world of course but it's something that's natural but we'll come on to that shortly And then the journey for me went basically from fearing anxiety to having a few, let's say, hiccups crop up in my life, Um, not being in the greatest place, not being in the greatest place uh, health-wise, not being in the greatest greatest place on a personal level, Um, just switched jobs and was a little bit up and down, and genuinely just having like these really sort of negative thoughts, really and not knowing how to switch them off, Um, which, again, put the fear of death into me type thing, um, without meaning any seriousness with that that terminology there, but it it scared the life out of me, and the fact that I was scared about my own worries, the fact that I was scared about being anxious, the fact that I was, like, really concerned that, of course, you see all of the figures, don't you, about young men um, and suicide and all that sort of stuff, you think, Christ, am I on, um, am I on the downward spiral here? 
and I just wanted to find out really what was going on. But I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I wasn't very well. Like I was really down. I was having these really sort of ups and down moods, like going into a really low state of mood where I'd be upset. I'd be crying for like really no reason. Um, Although there was a reason in my head, I just didn't know how to turn off negative thinking basically. So I was like, do you know what? Enough is enough. Uh, I'm going to go to, going to go to get some therapy. So, excuse me. I went and got therapy a uh, lovely lady um, in the local area who basically, when I walked into my first meeting, I was in such a tiz that she wanted to diagnose me with, uh, not diagnose me, excuse me. She wanted to um, recommend me to go to the GPs and get some like anxiety medication, basically. And um, something within me, I don't know what on that day, was just like, I don't want to do I don't want to solve these issues with medication like I didn't believe that I was in that bad of a place that I needed medication to resolve this and like don't get me wrong there's a place for it and it can help some people I know some amazing stories where it has helped people but in the long term for me I knew that I needed to work this out and find out what was going on with me Um, And that journey literally started from that point onwards, really, of trying to uh, have a little bit of self-discovery, finding out the best ways to cure this, like, negative thinking, let's call it, um, low moods out of nowhere, and and just anxiety and feeling like I was sort of being controlled by myself, really, my own head. Like, some days I'd be low, some days I'd be anxious, and the days in between would sort of be okay, if you know what I mean. That would be, that'd be about it. Um, so I went and uh, read a book called uh, The Chimp Paradox by uh, Dr. Yeah, and that was written by Professor Steve Peters. And basically, it's my management uh, book, which teaches you about <laughs> basically that we are a uh, formative and evolved version of a monkey, which of course we all know. Um, but what I don't think people understand a lot in modern society is as much as we've developed the ability to be able to use laptops, as much as we've developed the uh, ability to develop electric cars, as much as we've developed the ability to send people to space as much as we've developed the ability to take photos of different galaxies like light years away, we still aren't 100% in control of changing our thought process from being a chimp or a hunter-gatherer, let's just say, which is a reactive thing, and that's where your fight-or-flight response comes from, which causes anxiety, to being a human being in the 21st century. And I, I believe, for me personally, my biggest fear was becoming anxious. That was my biggest fear. And, or having anxiety or having low moods, when actually there's absolutely nothing you can do about these moods. They come and they go. And especially with anxiety, like we're all wired to feel that feeling in one situation or another. 
And I just want to send that point home, really, is that when you're having those feelings and those thoughts and you're thinking that you are you shouldn't be having them, just remember that these are just wired into us on the deepest level that nobody has been able to stop before. Manage, control, ignore, uh, accept, whatever you want to use the terminology of, that is 100% something that you can't control, you can't just get rid of. But what you can do is take your di- uh, diversion away, your, your attention away. You can divert away from those feelings. You can divert away from those thoughts, which, again, I'll come on to further into this podcast. But that was the first thing I ever read, the first bit of literature I ever read on human psychology where I was like, holy shit, uh, why... I was still not in the greatest place, but it was just a reality check for me to do you know just say, you know what, Harry, you aren't any different to anybody else. And that was nice. That was a nice realisation for me. Um and then yeah, so after probably a I would say half a year of going in and out of therapy, as much as um it really did help like let some of the steam off with regards to my feelings and my thoughts and the negative thoughts and the things that I didn't really want to be thinking and all those sorts of things. I found counseling had its place up to a point, but then without actioning any of the things or taking action on any of the things that you are saying you want to do, or um, you have like maybe big dreams, big goals, you may be in a job that you don't like, um, you may be in a relationship you don't like, all those sorts of things, things won't really change. And when the switch happened for me was seeing a guy uh, on, I think it popped up on Facebook actually, where, yeah, a guy called Paul Mott. And it was a seminar, a free seminar that basically said, uh, get on top of your get on top of your negative thinking, get on top of your anxiety. And I attended this seminar. And the tools that I've learned from through myself, through reading, uh, through, of course, my coach, Paul Mott, is that anxiety is almost like a default setting of the brain that we have to basically manually reset to be in a direction that we want to go in and that's where things for me such as meditation journaling my podcast has all massively changed the direction that I was probably going in two years ago from today um in fact I will talk to you about the day that everything just changed for me uh, it was Christmas Day um, 2020, where basically, for love nor money, I don't know the answer to this question to this day, but I had a week before Christmas where I was literally so upset and sad, and I don't know what the reason for that was. Um, and I cried on Christmas Day in front of my mum and her partner, and didn't really know why like there was presents and gifts there for me there was a little bit of overwhelm there for me probably because I didn't really know why I was feeling these feelings and I was and that for me was the moment where I thought you know what Harry you've got to do something about this son and um, find your find yourself basically find what it is that's causing this these things 
and the training that I've done for me, um, the training that I've done, like with Paul Mott, who's obviously an online coach, uh, he's two-time Master Coach of the Year, so it's he's got good credentials. What I'm saying is all of these things that have contributed towards Harry Purdy today on the 15th of July 2022 has helped me control, stay in control of myself, understand my thoughts, feelings and emotions and allowing me to be what I want to be at this point in time. Um, and I believe that everybody has the tools to unlock that. But of course, there's some scared and some uh, some stories that people have behind them that don't allow them to do that. Now, what I would love to do in this podcast today is just share with you some of the stuff that I've done to counteract my feelings uh, of two years ago and turn them into like... I wouldn't say that I'm totally positive because that's one-sided bias. Like nobody wants to be totally positive all the time. But is I want to break down to you the things that I do on a daily basis and the things that I am going to start offering as well within my coaching to get people on the right track and not putting their focus onto shit. And one of the first things that I have previously mentioned on a past podcast is uh, what you what you intake basically um so what you watch on tv if you're a constant news watcher uh stop watching the news without sounding like a conspiracy theorist it's not even conspiracy based. if you watch the news and you were to listen to all of the stuff they tell you on a daily basis um it's enough to make you worried. It's enough to make you anxious. In fact, I'm even going to say that my grandma, my grandparents who watch the news all the time, that's all they talk about because it's like scaremongering, fearmongering, um, and it, it worries them. And it's genuine life proof that the news, if you watch it for too too often, too long, of course, when there's serious stuff going on, you need to know a little bit about what's going on. But if you watch the news on a daily basis... Um, it is enough to drive anyone round the bloody bend. Yesterday on uh, Kiss 101, I normally listen to my music on my phone or podcast, but on Kiss 101, I was just uh, getting back from the shop and there was a story about, it was basically the about the new galaxy photos that have been released by NASA and how big the universe is, which of course we all can't really comprehend how big it is. They were basically saying, uh, somebody texted in and said, all of the planets out of this whole galaxy and I've landed on the one that makes me work a 40-hour week. Well, yes, fair enough, mate, good point. Um, But then KISS101 was asking listeners to call in and say what the thing they don't like the most about Earth is. And I was like, fuck me, all of those things that, (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean all of those amazing things that we've got on this planet and they were and I know it's a real small example but I think I'm just saying that like instead of using the the positive twist on the photos something like Kiss 101 which is based at listeners um a listener age range from what sort of 16 up to 23 25 um maybe even older than that because I had it on um yeah was going for the negative tangent rather than a positive one 
which I mean confuses me a little bit, especially towards um, when we're trying to make the the younger the younger age groups and stuff be more positive. But the second thing is um, like again, what you input into yourself is how much sleep are you getting. I don't want to break it down too much, but um, try and get seven to eight hours uh, rest period every day um, to increase your chances of getting that. Please reduce your screen time on your phone before bed. Um, go to bed at the same time every night where possible. And to also aid that, look at um, increasing your vitamin D and your magnesium citrate levels in your body. But that's uh, on a bit more of a deeper note. Um, the next one, what we're consuming. Um, if you're a complete caffeine nut and you're smashing back like anywhere between any more than two coffees a day, I would say is going to have an impact on your sleep at night. Caffeine has a 25% uh, hold on effect. It's still effective by 25% 12, 12 hours after you've had a coffee. So if you was to have four coffees uh, in the morning and your last one was at 12, 12 o'clock midday, even by 12 o'clock at night, you're still going to have a coffee in your system, have an effect on whether you're sleeping at a restful rate or not. Um, and then finally, without going, I think you kind of are going to get the gist of where I'm going with this, but what you're in, in taking, or sorry, what you're like reading, what you're watching, how much screen time you're having on your phone in general. If your Instagram feed is just constantly people with loads of money, uh, with amazing houses, amazing bodies, um, private jets, it's almost giving you a false sense of reality. In fact, I'm not even going to say almost. It is giving you a false sense of reality. These people are in such a small percentage of the world. And you've got um, me, let's say, for example, that doesn't have those things. And 99.9% of your friends don't have those, those things as well. And we should not be comparing ourselves to these people. These people are in sm such a small bracket. So that's me on input. Um, The second one that I would like to uh add in especially for especially for men um is that this is the overall point going back to looking at your primitive primitive uh wiring like your primitive reactions your fight or flight response we're supposed to be as as people really we're supposed to have a purpose and our purpose back in the day was surviving, having shelter and eating food that isn't going to kill us. And if it was going to kill us, it would be either a mammoth or a mountain lion that we'd have to fight and kill and eat anyway. So I personally believe through my own experience from being two years ago that the reason I was so low, the reason I was so down was because I wasn't chasing a purpose I wasn't chasing a goal I wasn't doing anything with my creative or uh yeah my creative personality or my even my confidence personality I was literally doing nothing I was sat at home coming home from work going out on a piss every weekend and it basically had its knock-on effect on me it wasn't good um so finding your purpose is key and to do that You've got to really look in within yourself. Um, 
and find out if you was to imagine without any holds barred with no limitations what your what your biggest goals would be let's try and chase them down um definitely try and chase them down like without any limitation my biggest fears when like when it came to do that obviously with my coaching was that I was worried what people would think well uh Paul Mort's quote to me when I said that is you're not the star of other people's tv shows meaning that other people don't give a fuck really what you're posting on social media (laughs) and that basically is so true like um they're they're the star of their own tv show they're they're the star of their own hollywood tv show i literally like i know i'm in i'm not even in any way shape or form influencing many people whatsoever but i'm delighted i'm influencing some but when i put a post out now i literally don't care if i get one like or not it just doesn't bother me and i think that's something that people um it takes practice to get to that state of mind i guess but what i'm saying is that you shouldn't or you should try not to take those sorts of things too personally the um other two things that i'm going to add on to today's little podcast with me on my own little journey with my mental health and finding a purpose i guess is that I journal every day. Now, of course, um, you've probably, or some of you may have seen my uh, journal that I sometimes share on social media. It is provided by Paul, but you can do this um, yourself by basically putting down some priorities from for, for your day, every day, to give you a purpose, a sense of purpose, chasing some big goals every day. Um, and without that, and without that, like, if you are struggling, you are in a low mood, you're kind of leaving things to chance. And if you're leaving things to chance, you're more than likely going to go back to that default setting, which is not great. And it wasn't great for me neither. So um, invest in a journal. Uh, it can even just be a notebook and write down things that you're happy, you're grateful for. You can do it in your own way. And within my mindset program, I have a template for this that you can use. Um but what what I would say is things that you're happy with, things that you want to improve, goals that you're chasing and things that you're going to achieve or look to achieve every day. And every day, that means every day you're going to get up and have a purpose within that day rather than, like I said, leaving things to choice, which we don't want to do. And then finally, um, I believe finally on today's front regarding mental health, and looking after yourself better on a mental um, side of things rather than the physical side of things today is actually no I'm going to put in two more sorry Uh, is number one meditation now I've said this a million times before but two years ago if you'd have told me that I'd have done 5,000 minutes of meditation by this this time in 2022 I'd have probably laughed at you and said what are you want about no I'm not um but I have and the reason I've done that is because I found an app called Headspace and I'm sure a lot of you have heard of Headspace and their course on there which you do have to pay for unfortunately uh the pro course which you can do the basics course which is amazing 
and then going into the pro course has literally given me such an amazing understanding of my mind. If I was to break it down for you nice and simple, there's two analogies that I love to use. Is that every thought that goes into your head, you have no control over, but it's like a wave. This is the first analogy. So if you imagine a wave coming into the sea, whether it be a thought about anxiety, a thought about not feeling very well, a thought about feeling low, a thought about being happy, a thought about being excited on the other side of things, it comes in, hits the sea or hits your brain or hits your thought process and then it disappears again. And what it teaches teaches us is that when we're feeling anxious, we don't like those thoughts, so we hold on to them, we're scared of them. But actually, with meditation, you can learn to watch that wave come and hit the sea and then genuinely let it go, rather than trying to fight to keep it on the beach. The other analogy that um, I've heard used and I do really like as well with uh, meditation and watching the mind is watching a motorway. If you was to be stood on a bridge above a motorway, and every car that was going past you is one of your thoughts or like a or a, a wave um, going from through your brain, sorry. When we don't like a car that's going on the motorway and compare it to a thought that we don't like, we latch onto that car, we latch onto that thought and we don't want to let it go past us on the motorway. However, when we're meditating or in a meditative state or just watching our thoughts because they don't ever disappear they're always there good thoughts bad thoughts mediocre thoughts shit thoughts unbelievable thoughts um dreams dreamlike thoughts which obviously we have when we're in uh when we're going to sleep they're always there but what it does is it just let learns us sorry learns us just teaches us to just watch them go up and down the motorway so that's um my point there And then the final thing, and I want to make this relative to a conversation I've had with a client recently, is that um, to to go from a low mood and pick up a low mood, and if you are on a low mood, you need to do something that's going to make you happy. It's as simple as that. And that could be something as simple as going out and doing a 15-minute piece of exercise it could be 15 minutes in the sun it could be sunbathing it could be spending time with your family but my final point before I wrap this up to you today is that if you are sat there in a low mood you're upset you're not feeling very good you haven't felt good for a little while your only route out of that is to do something about it literally action is the only answer I hope today's podcast on my mental health journey has been um, insightful. I really am open to being asked questions on this. Obviously, I don't want to dive too much into like some of the thoughts that I've dealt with myself. And obviously, my attention now is diverting on how I do want to feel and how I what I do want to think about and my goals and my dreams and what I'm chasing down. Um. But if you do have any questions regarding this podcast, then please drop them uh, via DM to me. Um, It'll be amazing to get some feedback on this podcast. If you have enjoyed today's podcast, episode number 61 with me, Harry Purdy, it'd be amazing if you could drop a five-star review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or even even any other platform that allows you to put a five-star review down. It'd be class. But... Um, if you want any more information on any of my programs, I run a 90 day fat loss program, which has seen amazing results with my clients so far. Um, and also 
new to the Grassroots Guide coaching platform, I am running a 90-day goal chasing program, which is there to help people break the cycle of being and feeling anxious all the time and break the cycle of low moods to get you into a better place. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it and I will speak to you very, very soon.